Good morning, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me this morning. Um, last week, I took uh, just a week of a little mental sabbatical because I was wrapping up a quarter or a semester of grad school. So I wanted to do a little self-care, but I am back in gear this week, ready to rock and roll with all of you. And again, thank you for all of the support and the continued requests and comments and reaching out and letting me know what this podcast has done for you and just I just want to thank you so much and without further ado we're going to go ahead and get into it so we want to start off with our prayer and we just ask God to continue to bless us and bless our family and thank him thank him so much thank you God for waking us up this morning and giving us a second chance to be more Christ-like to spread your love to spread inspiration to be kind and to just be positive and uplifting. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So prior to um, this podcast segment, we had an amazing guest, Miss Cravens, and we talked about the mindset and the mental um, block and challenges that our community and our school and maybe even our children and leadership and things of that nature may be experiencing within our parish and our local community. And I wanted to um, just piggyback off of that part two and talk about um, more of the mindset that continues to be a block in a lot of our lives every day we come into resistance and a lot of times that resistance comes from our own mindset or hindrance of our emotional well-being and that's something that we have to understand that a mental and emotional instability can cause great Um, dysfunction within our lives so it's something very important that we need to take a look at and I want to just take you back to a moment that I had when I was teaching my class Um, we were dissecting a very complex text called the allegory of the cave and that's by Plato and It was during a unit where we were covering um, perception and truth, or perception versus truth. And if you ever read Plato's Allegory of the the Cave, you can attest to its its complex way of revealing simple truths. And if you haven't had the chance to read it, I'll sum up my perception the best I can. Now, please understand, um, it behooves you to eventually read it yourself or look into possibly reading it's a very small um philosopher segment um because the summary that's based off of my perception may not even justly um or justify uh the the depthness of the entire um um article or text so to speak and <clears throat> so there was socrates in um another philosopher and they're having this discussion and Socrates is presenting an argument about mankind by using an analogy of prisoners in a cave under earth. 
So the prisoners have been shackled by their feet and neck since childhood. They were unable to see anything, unable to move at all, but they were able to actually see shadows that were projected on the wall in which they were facing that was being cast from the other side of the wall. And there was a fire within the distance that allowed these shadows to come into existence and into their sight in front of them. Now, again, they could not turn around, so they have been shackled in this very dim, dim, dim light, and all they saw were these shadows that were being um, presented to them that was reflected off of the wall, okay? And so Socrates, he then explains what happens when there was one prisoner who was dragged, so basically forced from the cave um because again this is all that this that these prisoners know they don't even know merely what these shadows are or that people on the other side of the wall workers were projecting or carrying these objects over their head to even reflect these shadows they had no idea so sometimes the talking or the conversations that may have taken place with the Um, workers on the other side the prisoners from childhood grew up thinking that maybe these shadows were the ones you know giving out this sound or these conversations and things of that nature so they start to believe in their own sense of reality of what these shadows were so anyway there was one prisoner that was actually forced away from their comfort zone and from this cave and he is now he now has to like adjust to the light because they dragged him up from the cave onto the top of the cave and he was exposed to earth and light and the insight that it was more to life than the mere shadows he had been seeing all his life um was profound to him so he goes on Socrates and this other philosopher continue to have this conversation but he ends by asking the question if when this prisoner returns after being adjusted to a new way of thinking or exposed to more than what he was um, subjected to or what he grew up thinking was all there was or or to life period and he would return to something that he was familiar with with the other prisoners not kill his spirit because he no longer was able to readjust back to that old mindset or the darkness and would not the prisoners ridicule this prisoner for leaving in the first place to go and explore something different. And so as my students and I were analyzing this, I began to see their demeanor change and then it hit me. It's not about being forced to acknowledge that there is something different because we can do that. We are always placed in a position and God has always been able to place us and place people in our lives and opportunities and doors and and we go through them or sometimes we may choose different routes but eventually our destiny is already set up and prepared and and known by him 
Yet what I start thinking was the ending when Socrates asked about not the experience of the person that was able to go out into a new world and get readjusted to a new way of thinking. But when he came back, what did the other prisoners do? Their words, their lack of support, their inability to face change. And so I thought about this and I think about how sometimes in our lives, we go out into our world and we seek our purpose. And we become so excited about the new adventures and the new possibilities and the new way of thinking and the new way of doing. But when we return, what happens to our spirit when we start seeking the support of those around us that we grew up with, that we came through the darkness with, those that would understand our beginning are oftentimes, are oftentimes the ones that may break our spirit when we return to share those moments of joy and those moments of, of, of just excitement about the new, about the upcoming, about the endless possibilities. And I kind of talked about this and reflected on this on my last blog um, titled, I Saw a Bird Dancing on a Winter's Morning. But we tend to forget that life and debt is in the power of the tongue. We have to be mindful the words and the actions that may suppress other people's ability to be emotionally stable. Yes, we all know sticks and stones may, may break our, burn, our bones, but words will never hurt us. Well, that is the biggest <laughs> lie ever because what we speak, what we say has more power to either encourage, spark life, speak life, are in life, are destroy. And even though sometimes we seek the validation of those that we think should be our bigger supporters, <clears throat> we have to learn how to speak life into ourselves first. If you don't have the ability to fill a bucket or fill your bucket, how are you expected to go around and outpour that same positive phrases or words of encouragement? It starts with you. It starts with self. I had a professor this last quarter that gave me some of the most amazing are just the, the most 
um, useful information. And she told me, she said, Krishna, as we walk through this darkness, which all, all of us will, it's bound to happen. What you have to continue to remind yourself is that you are light. We get discouraged. We go through things where sometimes we forget who we are. We forget the purpose that lives within us. We forget the light that, that's shining within that needs to shine outward. And we take other people and their words or their reaction to your great news or the lack of support and we take that and we internalize it and we become something that we weren't designed to become. And that negativity starts eating away and then before you know it, you become a reflection of how you are feeling. And it all started because someone else could not express that support and that love and that positivity to you. And it becomes a cycle. And it's important that we continue to encourage each other. We continue to support one another. We continue to be kind. Just love. Simple acts of kindness. Words of encouragement. Support. You cannot do this on your own. But it does start with you. For yourself. In order for you to be able to be enlightened or enlightening to other people, you first must have to be enlightened within yourself. You have to live every day telling yourself and reminding yourself that you are worth it. You are beautiful. You are everything. Plato also, he gave us this quote and it said, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of a life is when men are afraid of the light. Don't be afraid to shine. Don't be afraid to make a difference. Don't ever be afraid to do what your heart desire and what you're set out to do. Don't let those words of depression, those words of discouragement, those like of words that support ever hold you back. When you cannot find anyone around you, always remember the God that lives within you. I've had to come to that realization many times in my life. When you feel like you are alone, always remember you are not walking alone. He carries you when you're tired, when you're heartbroken, when you're exhausted, when you're lost, when you've forgotten who you are. He'll remind you that you are his child. 
and you were here to spread your love and your light. So don't ever forget that. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I really hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, I guess the poem that I want to read to you today <clears throat> or share with you, um, it comes, it's another one that I wrote, of course, from the conversation of hope. And it's many that I could, I could, I really wanted to read that could really tie into this segment. Um, but the one in particular, let's see, it's called. <laughs> It's called I'm Free. And this one was dedicated to my daughter, um, Kennedy Rain. And it was written during a time when I forgot who I was. And oftentimes I do that. No one is perfect. You will continue to go through spills where you find yourself just puzzled. But again, God will bring you someone or something or a season of blessings or even moments of trials and tribulations to help you remember your faith and your purpose. And this one is called, again, I'm Free. My quote was written prior to this, and it said, when you are mentally strong but emotionally weak, Look up and thank God for your spiritual balance. I'm free. My life is like a dream. It seems as though I'm looking at myself through the eyes of someone else. I reach out to touch to see if it's real, yet I can't even feel the pinch of my reality. Numb to pain, hurt laughs and joys, but then I see you and my life now seems normal. Your little smile, your soft grace, your giggles, and your little heart as it pace. I begin to smile and say, Mommy loves you, my little gift from God. But then the word Mommy turns into a single black mother that's left here to figure out how to stop you from growing up into a single black mother. Gosh, I'm back into this cloudiness again, drowning with the thoughts of what used to be so fulfilling of your biological DNA donor. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant to say your father. Then I become angry because I'm angry, angry and bitter because my life seems like a dream. I pause to find your face again. Yes, there it is. My vision is no longer a blur. I'm starting to see clearly and I'm now controlling these negative thoughts. Yes, baby girl, keep smiling. Mommy is almost at the surface. I'm almost at the top. I can see some type of light. Yes, baby girl, keep giggling. Map quest mommy back to reality. Yes, baby girl, keep your heart pacing on a rhythm mommy can follow. Yes, mommy is finally here. 
and know she ain't going nowhere because I can see the blessing in you. Yes, baby girl, mommy's life is no longer just a dream. It's a vision of clarity. I see why God created the storm which was formed to push out the birth of my testimony. Baby girl, mommy is not alone for God has lifted every stone from my heart and soul. Now mommy can be your strong black mother. I've evolved. I have evolved in the bittersweet memory that I thought was my hindrance turned out to me, turned out to be my deliverance from bondage. Thank you, baby girl. Mommy is free to love again. So I wanted to share that one with you only because as I go through grad school, full-time teacher, um, writer, blogger, (laughs) um, all that good stuff that I love to do. Sometimes I forget and the words of encouragement of being even a great mother sometimes slaps me in my face and I question, what am I doing? Am I being good enough? And then I have to think back. I'm human, so are all of us. And all I can do is learn from my mistakes and continue to be better and continue to be a light within myself so I can be a light to my daughter, my husband, my family, my friends, to strangers, to all of you. So I can start learning how to be more Christ-like. No matter what negativity comes my way, I'm free. I'm free to choose who I want to be today. Each and every day we wake up, we are free to choose. And don't you ever forget, you should always choose you. Love yourself. Don't ever let your emotional and mental instability be a block or a mindset that it's okay. You can always reach out, get help, and you can start by telling yourself today, you're loved, I'm loved, I'm blessed. I can do this. I can do anything through him. So I'm going to end with my book recommendation. And it is called How Full Is Your Bucket? This book was given to me when I was teaching in Houston and My principal, she was an amazing principal. Oh my goodness. Her name was Lakeisha LeBlanc. And this woman was an amazing leader. She was a friend. Um, She still is. And she gave me an opportunity to find myself. And I wanted to do my job, not just for myself, but for her. Because she was one of those people that would fill my bucket. And she gave me words of encouragement. Even whenever I didn't even speak. She just knew 
how to come in and just encourage all of her employees. And I'll never forget her. And I will always be grateful for, for her and the start that I was given in my teaching career 12 years ago. And it's oh, actually she wrote in it and she was like, thanks for being a bucket filler, Lakeisha, <laughs> with her smiley faces. And it was given for, it's really for educators, but I recommend anyone that's out there working in an environment, in your own life, in your own relationships, to take the time and possibly read this amazing um, book. It's by Tom Rath and Donald O. Clifton, PhD. How full is your bucket? And it goes on to discuss how um, your last interaction with another person have you feeling. Are you really feeling fulfilled after that, that interaction? Um, and it talks about how you can um, overflow in your bucket and how people can take away from your bucket and how you can pour into other people's buckets and recognizing gaps in those um, relationships and the positive impact that you may be having with everyone that you come in contact with. And it's a simple reminder that you should shine your light on what is right. And um, it's a very great book, very informational, very inspirational. And that's my recommended book for this week. Again, I want to thank all of you for your continued support. I love all of you. Um, you can always go to my website, writing dove words for the soul dot weebly dot com. That's writing dove words, the number four, the letter D, and then soul s o u l dot weebly. That's w e e b l y dot com. And you can leave a message, a comment. You can browse around for upcoming projects. And I look forward to reading your comments, talking with all of you. I look forward to next week's episode and segment. And I can't continue to do this without the support of you all. So I want to tell you thank you and to express how grateful I am for each and every one of you on this continued journey. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Go out and fill a bucket and have a blessed and great week. Ciao.